cheater songs. You've heard them. You know them. They're a type. Uh, there are thousands of them. Usually, cheater songs are men lamenting women leaving them. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. There's a little Kenny Rogers for you. But there's also a smaller subset of cheater songs that are by women lamenting losing men to someone else. And that's where you get your Carrie Underwood hit from 2006, the ever-vengeful Before He Cheats. Or if you want to go more old school, Loretta Lynn's Fist City from 1968. In this subset of cheater songs by women, they tend to be adversarial, menacing. Dr. Nadine Hubbs from the University of Michigan noted that Dolly Parton's Jolene was different. It's not your typical cheater song. Most people have heard the story of David and Goliath. How a small young man took out a giant warrior with a sling. Most people, even if you've never read the Bible, people know that story. Then David went and he cut Goliath's head off with his own sword and carried it with him. David was a man's man. He won his place in Saul's court by presenting King Saul with the foreskins that he had taken from the bodies of 200 Philistines. And still carrying Goliath's head, David approached King Saul and then met Saul's son, Jonathan. As soon as David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan's soul became bound up with David's soul. And Jonathan loved David as much as himself. When David met King Saul's son and his heir, Jonathan, their relationship was described differently than most in the Bible. They shared a connection that was not typical. It was not a relationship that King Saul approved of at all. Jonathan's love for David threw King Saul into a rage when Jonathan supported David over his own father. Saul got angry at Jonathan. You son of a stubborn, rebellious woman, he said. Do you think I don't know how you've allied yourself with Jesse's son? Shame on you and the mother who birthed you. As long as Jesse's son lives on this earth, neither you nor your dynasty will be secure. Now have him brought to me because he's a dead man. But Jonathan answered his father Saul, why should David be executed? What has he done? At that, Saul threw his spear at Jonathan to strike him, and Jonathan realized his father intended to kill David. Jonathan got up from the table in a rage. He didn't eat anything on the second day of the new moon because he was worried about David. Jolene is not a typical cheater song. It's almost loving. It's not revengeful or threatening. It's a plea. It's an ode to the other woman's beauty. And the singer expresses her vulnerability, her powerlessness. 
it kind of sounds like the singer might be interested if things with the guy didn't work out. Dr. Hubbs noted that the song Jolene has a kind of queer quality, a queer aura, which runs counter to the usual impression of country music being very straight and homophobic, which honestly is how people often view church or the Bible. David and Saul were rivals to be king of Israel. And to this day, King David's rule was the symbol of the golden age, the Camelot years of Israel. We don't often talk, though, about how David loved Jonathan. The two men meet each other for the last time in a heartbreaking scene. David came out from behind the mound and fell down, face on the ground, bowing low three times. The friends kissed each other and cried with each other, but David cried the hardest. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because the two of us made a solemn pledge in the Lord's name when we said, The Lord is witness between us and our descendants forever. Then David got up and left. But Jonathan went back to town. We don't often talk about how this story has a queer aura. For a long time, people have passed over this story of love and devotion and its peculiar way of describing a very close buddy relationship. As the story went, the day came when both Saul and Jonathan were killed in battle with the Philistines at Mount Gilboa. When David learned of their deaths, he sang out a song of mourning with these words. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You are very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of a woman. Our understanding of human sexuality has changed. People now read this story with new eyes and new ears. In this story, it's not unique. There are others in the Bible that also have a kind of queer aura to them. You can listen to Jolene as a certain type of of country music song, a, a cheater song. You can do that without ever looking beyond country music's reputation for being very straight and homophobic. You can hear David's story from the Bible without looking beyond religion's reputation for being very straight and homophobic. You, you can do that. And the sexuality of both the song and the story, they aren't really the main point of either of them. All of us, we are more than just our sexual identities. So you can certainly choose to pass over, ignore the song and the story's queer auras. You can also choose differently to look at the meanings below the surface, to look again with new eyes and ears, 
too many people write off studying scripture as outdated, that Bible study is not really relevant today because we've moved past all that. But it turns out that these ancient stories can be viewed with new eyes in ways that offer healing and hope, in ways that can cause us to grow in our compassion. The truth is that queer kids in our time are far more likely to harm themselves than their peers. Queer kids are bullied. Sexuality has been a source of condemnation and division in churches. And so for churches like ours, it's tempting to say everyone is welcome and God loves everyone and all lives matter to be inclusive and open. And those are good things, but not go so far as to be affirming. So I think it matters to tell these stories of same-sex love and intimacy from our scriptures. I think that it matters that Jolene may have a deeper message to it than just being another country music cheater song. At the beginning of today's worship service, I mentioned that this was Nelson Mandela's favorite song. As he was imprisoned for 27 years for opposing the evil of apartheid, of, system, of systemic racism in South Africa, the white guards at the prison that Mandela was in would occasionally allow him to play music over the loudspeakers in the prison. And when he got to do this, he'd ask for Jolene. Mandela related to the song's story of a sorrowful soul from whom everything could be taken away, who was powerless to change the situation. But it wasn't just Mandela who heard the song on the loudspeakers. The white guards heard it too. And they heard a plea that Jolene could make a choice and act differently in response to the singer's pain and fear. Maybe they looked deeper at that. I like to think that they did, that it takes that courage to look deeper, to reassess, to repent. It takes compassion to look around and see the people around you who are pleading for mercy. And for you to choose to notice and then act with kindness. There are those today who are saying, my future depends on you, whatever you decide to do. But you, we have to choose to go deeper. When she was asked about the queer aura in Jolene, Dolly coyly leaves that to the ears of her audience. And we never get to hear what Jolene decides to do. But maybe that's not the point. Maybe the point is, what will you do? Will you pray with me? 
Lord, there are people whose lives, whose abilities to live in safety and freedom depends on us. Will we have the courage to admit that? What will we do out of love for our sisters and our brothers? Put your spirit into us to hear a new word from you. Amen.